Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Freshly Awoken podcast number eight, the new and improved. Um, we've got we've got a lot of special guests here with us today. Um, obviously, me and Woke, but we'll get to us in a bit. I want to introduce some of the new people here today. We've got uh, starting in the top left corner, Sinta Muzz. Sinta, how you doing? Where are you from? I'm doing pretty right. I um. I'm from Denmark, so I'm not Aussie like, you know, the rest of the people. Um, yeah. Nice. Very nice, you, very nice. You stream, right? I do stream. Uh, mainly stream just chatting Minecraft and uh, and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. You've got on the Minecraft train. Yeah, right. dude, it's it's popping. Mm. It is. It's going off. Actually, no, I was, I was uh, saying new people, but literally, since he's the only new one, the rest of you are all repeat offenders, yeah. right? Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Greasy, how you doing, mate? I'm alright. How are you? Very good, very good. Uh, Aaron, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. Good. And Aaron, we've got see like a little bit of a different logo there. Can you see the little diff- different logo, guys? Aaron, why is your logo different? We fancy. Instagram.com slash Aaron Page C with two N's. And Licky, welcome back. Ah, thanks for having me. Work. How you doing? Um, yeah, I'm doing all right. I've been um, really sick. Uh, so uh, if I mute myself every now and then because I need to like gutturally cough up my guts, um, then apologies. But I'm here, which nice. is the main thing. Nice. All right. Don't worry. I finished the uh, crazy ukulele trap music so I can actually hear you properly all now. <laughs> that oh, was like, I was like a little bit panicked for that one. You you were so excited for that music as well. I, I was, was I was really excited. It was kind of cool. It was, I, I'm not gonna lie. I felt like a like a little radio presenter introducing introducing everyone. So intense. Yeah. What about what about you, Fresh? How are you? Yeah, I'm great, mate. I'm good. Oh, ready ready to talk about some feminism, which is the topic oh, tonight. Um. So the, should we intro? We'll just go straight in. First question. Um. And we can kind of go one by one, I guess. What does feminism mean to you? And do you identify as a feminist? Why? Why not? Um, I think we'll start with Licky because she did a little bit of Googling, a little bit of research on the topic. So I had no idea if I was a feminist or not. And it turns out I am, but I still have like some things that I don't wholly agree on. But um, I'm going to say yes. And what does it mean to me? I think it's about equality for women, but um, equal doesn't necessarily mean identical. Um, So I think it just means that trying to, um, it's like different situations for women and men. um, Sorry, let me start again. Right. That's right. Get that Google (laughs) definition. Because (laughs) I am am a feminist. I figured that much out. And equal doesn't mean identical. As in saying women and men are equal doesn't mean one is saying that men and women have no differences. Mm. It simply means that differences should not translate to the different levels of access and benefits and and opportunities in society. Yep. That's what I was trying to say. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I get that. That's good. Yeah. Good way to put it. Good way to put it. Yeah. But you, you after after looking into it a little bit, you you feel like, yeah, feminism on board? To a degree, yes. To a degree. Yeah, nice. awesome. Uh, I might, I might jump in next. So I, I understand the fact that feminism, as a definition of what it is, is about equality amongst the genders. That it doesn't exclude men's rights. But I think that my take on feminism today is that 
it's been muddied. The water's been muddied and there's too many different people saying that they're feminists and acting in ways that are not feminist in nature. And I think we've gone away from the core of what it was, which I think was a positive thing. And it's become something a little bit more negative. And I think it needs a rebrand. Um, yeah. That's, that's my take at the moment. Rebranding. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, let's throw it to Sinti. She's uh, from Denmark, as we heard before, which are far yes. more progressive than Australia. But what's your take, so Sinti? <laughs> um, I think in general, I mean, I don't identify as a feminist whatsoever. I think uh, the whole kind of feminist thing, you know, if you say, like, it, just, it has a really bad uh, reputation because, you know, there's the whole kind of third way feminism that kind of try to be superior than the other gender which i don't stand for at all um the kind of original definition of feminism uh i don't i feel like it mostly focuses on women's rights being the same as men mm. where i identify as an egalitarian uh who believes you know um in equality between both genders because there are a lot of issues that i don't think are being focused enough on like as an example uh kind of men's position in family court and stuff like that where yeah. they have a really um like tough time uh and you know we've seen case after case of this so i think in a way that you know a lot of a lot of feminists like try to get this kind of superior role which does not um what's the word for it which is not what the original idea of feminism was at all. Well, that's basically why I don't choose, like I choose not to identify with it because I just think that with time, it's just become such a, just a bad word really in a way. Mm. Yeah, fair. Cool. What about you, Greavesy? What, yeah, what's your take I'm on the whole situation? Like on the fence. I don't really know if I am or not because... I like some aspects of it, but I like hate other aspects of it. Like, mm. as we just mentioned, like, I feel like there's a part of feminism that's like an attack on ma males, like, uh, yeah. for things like if I would, was to get attacked for not equal pay, for example, <coughs> like I've had no, nothing to do with that ever. Like it's mm. in the past, I understand it, but like, yeah, there's a lot of attack on males where it shouldn't be. Mm. Cool. And what I you, respect oh. the fact of um, that women do need equal rights and s along those lines. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. 100%. And uh, Aaron, what about you? What's your take? Yeah, so 100% I would call myself a feminist. Well, to me, feminism is the, like, it's the... It's just the equality of the genders. And I think because the name feminism, a lot, a lot of people are turned off because it might, they think it relates only to women. But it's because in history, like women have like, you can't deny that they've been the gender that's been put, you know, like aside, like men have been like, that's all in history. But um, hmm. a lot of like, there's a lot of media about like feminism that's just extreme that I don't agree with whatsoever. Like women placing themselves above men, which I think they should be equal. And yeah yeah awesome so i like from from everybody there and everybody's kind of summaries and stuff like that i feel like quite a lot of us can agree that there are definitely parts of feminism that um we agree with 
that are positive influences on the world, but there's also like an, another, like an undercurrent of, oh, wait, sorry, fresh. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that everyone better. <laughs> hey, dude, Chris, just leave me I'm, out here, mate. Don't worry about me. I'm just the host, right? you know. Don't worry about me. Great white male, sit in your corner, mate. <laughs> oh, right. it's, it's begun. It's begun. In your lane. Get in your lane. Um, <laughs> all right. Oh, sorry, all did, right. You, did you have a no, take, yeah, you well, a take um, that you wanted to share? Uh, just really quickly, I think um, I identify as a feminist, but it's kind of like similar to like I identify as a Christian. There's a lot of crazy feminists and Christians who... Um, it ruin it for the rest of the people who are probably after the right thing, I think. Hmm. That's all. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and uh, and a, a big one, especially that um, Aaron mentioned, is the difference between um, what feminism was originally and how it actually gets portrayed in the in the media and and in like society. We get we see the loudest voices, we see the the crazy ones. It's similar to like the vegan movement. Like you don't necessarily get. Um, like I have a lot of friends that are vegan. Some of them, they're just vegan. They're happy to just be vegan. And then some of them are like really in your face about it. And it's a similar thing. Some, some people are feminists and they're happy to be feminists. Some of them do podcasts about it even. Yeah. yeah, Just want to force their opinion on the world. (laughs) Um, but I think that we see a lot of the, the crazies, a lot of the people that take it too far or, or have bent it to be some sort of like power movement where to grasp at some sort of power. And instead of seeing the right side of feminism, where it's a group of people that want to advocate, uh, want to advocate, is that the right word? Uh, advocate for people that are mistreated or, or aren't represented enough or, or don't have the rights. Um, do you guys, do you guys agree with that? Do you, have you guys seen any examples of where we've, you've had like crazy people in the media that call themselves feminists, but aren't? Hmm. Yeah, there's, I definitely see a lot of, um, a lot of like misunderstanding or jumping on bandwagons from people um, where they'll use data uh, probably improperly and then, and yeah, take things to yeah, extremes. Yeah, like a lot of people think it's a trend. Like they thought it was a phase, it was this trend. But it's, I think it's been, um, it's been happening, like feminism come out like 177 years ago. It's not a trend. It's still, it's, it's very current. Um, what I find funny with feminism though is that some women that you know we want equality and we want everybody to be treated the same but if i don't agree with like everything that they say suddenly i am beneath them i am lesser to them because i'm not agreeing with a hundred percent of what they say so Mm. whereas you know i'm entitled to my rights as well equality Mm. but because i don't agree with them therefore i'm I'm flipped off Mm. yeah no that's that's definitely a thing too um, kind of one of the big reasons, so one of the topics I wanted to get into and one of the reasons I wanted to do the, a podcast on feminism was we had, a, I don't know what the exact term was, but it basically it was like um, equal pay day or something like that or like um, gender pay gap day or something. Does anyone know anything more about that? Was that, it was like last week. Um, and yeah, it was, I saw, I saw like there was like quite a lot of news on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there was like uh, a couple of people... I know that I, I didn't really watch any of, I don't really watch news on like through to air TV, but there was lots of like clips on YouTube that people that were getting quite, um, quite a lot of traction around um, news guests going on shows, talking about like the gender pay gap, talking about 
yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think, wait, it was gender pay, equal payday? Yeah, it was like equal payday. It was about the gender yeah, pay gap, right. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was like, and, and there was just heaps of clips about it, and, mm. and it, which is good because it promotes the discussion. Mm. But the problem is, is that it doesn't necessarily, it's always, the people that they have on are just always so easy to dislike. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, true. Totally. Yeah. I don't know. On, if you on both sides. Like that. Yeah, but like so many of the videos I watched, it was always they, they, there's a specific there's a specific like type of female guest that they have on when yeah. they're talking about uh, like women's rights, and it's yeah. always someone that ha- that comes across as having having like a severe gripe against men, and with whenever I yeah with a really bad attitude, and and you watch it, and all you just all you come away thinking is, oh like. If that's what it's about, then I don't want any part of it. Mm. Now, they find that, the like super aggressive women that try to push it on you, and yeah, hundred yeah, percent. They're really not likable, so yeah, you tune out to it. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, that's that's was my experience of that day last week. Did you mm. did you see any of that fresh? Yeah, yeah, and I think um, it was very interesting. You could almost I could tell like which um, media sources were like more conservative or more progressive by who they got on because it's like those. Mm-hmm conservative ones get on these really crazy people and portray them really badly but um yeah so what do you guys think about so the gender pay gap um it was said that australia hasn't moved in its gender pay gap for many years um it's at 14 percent um in terms of like the uh nation average um what do you guys think because a lot of people say the gender pay gap doesn't exist well i mean oh you, you go work you go well, I'm kind of in the I'm kind of in the boat of I don't think that the people um, that are saying that there's a gender pay gap haven't taken into account all the information that there is. So there was recently um, a video. So I put it down in the story section if any of you guys want to have a look. But it was a discussion in um, the Australian Parliament, Parliament between Libby Lyons, who is a workplace gender equality um, agent, and a senator, a male senator, David. Um, okay. Le, I can't say his last name, Lehon Yelm, <clears throat> okay. or something like that. Um, and and basically, the discussion was he was concerned with the the, the statistics that they were giving. So they they'd released a report saying, "Hey, this is the gender pay gap. We've used um, the the statistics that the government have got from censuses and other kind of things like that to generate these stats." And he was like, he he pointed out a massive flaw in that what they were doing is so so they annualize salaries so they take all the women and all the men and and they say um all right so if a man is walking a 40-hour week and this lady is working a 25-hour week then to to compare them we need to have them working the same amount of hours so they say we're going to say instead of 25 hours that lady has worked 50 hours and and apply the like double the amount that she earned to to equal like a yearly salary so that they can compare the salaries does that make sense yeah they just averaged yeah. it out yeah yeah they've like averaged it out all right however what they didn't take into account is that in the same reports that they're getting all these stats from and stuff like that is that it says that men are like i think it was like something like 70 or 80 percent more likely to have work to work um more, longer than full-time hours um whereas women are like I can't remember the percentage stat, but it's like way more likely to be working part-time. So they, they were very happy to to say, oh, well, this lady works like 25-hour a week, so we're going to double it to 50 to get an annualized salary. But at no point did they find out, is that, and, and at the moment, there's no way to find out exactly how many hours over 40 hours a week that some of these men work and bring their salary down 
to to bring them to a level playing field as well in, in terms of annualized salaries. And so, and that's what this senator was pointing out. He was like, he was like, so I, I, I see that you brought these facts forward and this is my problem with them, all right? And if you could do more research on this, I think it would be a really good thing. And he said something in there that was like, I find it kind of laughable that in this day and age, there, that you think that there would be any man when asked if, if you've got a lady standing next to you doing the exact same job, is it okay for her to be paying, be paid less than you? No one is going to say yes. Mm. And, and that was something that he like brought up and he was like, so I don't know, I don't know where you're getting these numbers from. Oh, like I know where you're getting these numbers from, but he was like, I want you to go back and do a little bit more research and, and find out if you, there's a way that you can get more accurate information. And that's something that I really believe when, yeah. we're, when there's any talk about the pay gap is that I, I think that they're using stats that they that aren't, don't capture the full picture of the situation. So we're saying uh, that they took yeah. the, the, they standardized all of them to 40 hours? Yes. No, they did. However, there's no way, there's no reporting done on the, the amount of extra hours that people do. So, and I know that there's women that work more hours than 40 as well, but the, the percentage, there was some census done, Australian census, where it was like, do you work more than or less than a standard work week of like 40 hours? And it yeah. was like something like men were like 80, 70 or 80% more likely to do that yeah. than, than women. And women were more likely to work less than 40 hours. And whereas they were taking female salaries and bumping them up to, to yearly wage to compare them with men's yearly wage, there's no way to know, there was no way to get the hours that men work extra and yeah. bring their salary down. Was this so, the American? This is, must be the American one. No, no, no. This is Australia. Yeah, because the Australian one um, that I saw took into account only full-time people. So it didn't take into account the 20-hour-a-week people. So, okay, I haven't seen that one. But the one that there... So this was the... It was the Workplace Gender Equality Agency who was um, doing... A, who organized a report for Australian Parliament and they were talking about it with the senator and they were saying that they had a, they had taken like salaries that were less than the working like like 20 hour weeks and had doubled it to mm. so that they could get comparisons yeah okay. to me there's like no point in comparing say like a female who i don't know works in like hospitality or retail and a part-time to some like a male for example who works like 40 hour weeks and is like working in like a business like in their head office like mm. there's no point in comparing i think my problem like is when you're it's the exact same position these this man and this woman are in they have the same qualifications they're doing the same job and they're not being paid the same that's where like the problem is i think but there's, mm. yeah, there's no point in comparing like you know someone who does 25 hours a week to someone who does 40 hours a week because obviously they should be paid more they're working more but yeah. I also think it's like also the, I guess, kind of, you also have to take into account, like if they also pay them based on efficiency, like if it's a very, you know, I guess, um, like, like very physical job in a way, you know, males are generally built, uh, you know, a tab is stronger than females, etc. So therefore they may on average get more work done. So therefore they may be paid more. I feel like there's so many things that are not being taken into consideration um, when they make these studies. And I'm in the boat of 
I don't believe the gender, you know, wage gap or whatever. I don't think it exists. Like, I genuinely do not. Um, I think statistically, men are also uh, much more likely to, you know, run businesses, etc. You know, like, they just generally have higher paying jobs. Hmm. And therefore, when you compare everyone, you know, you compare a um, person who runs a business, whether it's a man or a woman, and then you compare that to maybe a, I don't know, a kindergarten teacher. Like, of course, they're not, like, even though they work the same hours, they're still not going to be paid the same. And, like, that's what they're doing in, in the kind of, and they look at it and they're like, okay, so women are not being, you know, paid the exact same thing as men because men generally, you know, as Woke said, you know, like, work uh, a lot more, you know, overtime. Uh, and, you know, generally higher paying jobs, etc. But if you have to, like two people, um, like two teachers working on the same day, same hours, uh, etc., they're going to be paid the exact same thing, at least in, in the kind of Western society. You know, of course, there are a lot of places where it's still not like that. And I believe that for, for feminists, etc., who want to fight for women's rights, of course, there are, there are more things to fight for. But I believe that, you know, that there are so many other places who have it so much worse than here. Because right now, I see, you know, like Denmark, etc. Like, I see people, like, are being treated, you know, equally. Everywhere, kind of. Denmark's um, a bit ahead of us. Talking, like, the <laughs> Western, etc. Like, pay, like, wage gaps, etc. Mm. So, um, I think myself, I... I worked as a laborer for four years. You wouldn't pick it. I'm tiny. I'm a girl. I'm short. I have no strength behind me, but I worked as a laborer for four years. They would not give me the job for about a year until I convinced them, like, I can do what them guys are doing. Just because I can't do it, because I'm not lifting with brute force, doesn't mean that I can't use my head and figure out how to, you know, lift a board or pour the cement or anything just as fast, but in a diff in a different way. So um, I ended up, I got the job and I ended up working there for four years and I weighed, I made my way up to um, second in charge, which was really, really cool. I never noticed the pay gap ever. I knew what everybody was. Well, I mean, it was a small crew, but I pretty much knew what everybody was getting paid and it was equal. So even though we were all doing the same hours, exactly the same job, nobody mm. was getting more than me just because I was a female. Yeah. I just had I to think, figure it out a different way. I think that's something that, that needs to be said quite often. And I know that you guys have all kind of mentioned it is that, that every job is different. And I think when you're talking about a pay gap scenario, instead of giving an overarching view of the country, it's, it's impossible to do it in an overarching way. You have to break it down to industry. You have yeah. to break it down to like an hourly wage kind of thing and say, and, and really focus on, uh, here's like a group of female doing the exact same job as this group of males. They all have the same qualifications and everything. Compare those two groups and, and see if there's a gender pay grab, you know? And, and, and I think that it's misleading for these the, the people to, that were all over the media last week to present these things like they're facts. Like, oh yeah, well, there's a gender pay cap of like 30 cents or, or whatever it was, you know? And, or like 17 cents, I think I saw. And, um, and uh, yeah, I just think it's like really misleading. Yeah, um, that's yeah, how I, I feel. Yeah, I think like it didn't take into. I look. I watched a YouTube clip on it because when I was looking this up, and it went into saying stuff about like different 
Um, so if a female goes for like a uni degree, they're likely to do a degree that in the end is a less paying job compared mm. to a male. That is mm. a, so um, another thing is like TAFE courses such as hairdressing is a lot more female based compared to a TAFE course in building where mm. males are paid more, but females do building, of course, but like that is more male dominant course compared to females where not a lot of males would do hairdressing and i don't think the stats would be able to comprehend that to put it into like and anything to do with stats can be easily put in Mm. a way to get your own opinion across definitely so then the the question's got to be involved is bull it's all like bullshit pretty much like so the question because the stats um like a number doesn't really mean much in terms like money's not a great way to um like pick who's equal and who's not like the gender pay gap might always be there and that might not be a problem but the the question is why is why is um why do you think girls are going into different jobs and um and like and i'm agree mostly but i'm a little bit i'm of the opinion that's a bit more nuanced than just everyone has an equal place to go i feel like there's a lot of social pressures that go into it as well in terms of um because usually people yeah. explain it as um girls will pick lower paying jobs um or girls will um are less likely to ask for raises or are less assertive which might be a biological thing but i see a lot of times in um society where if a girl's being like if you you see a guy who's being assertive and people like oh yes what a what a good leader you know he's leading his troops and da 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 but if a girl does that you're like far out what a bitch like that's that's kind of the and and if girls think, see that, yeah. then surely that's um, just a slight social pressure that makes it a little bit more nuanced than everyone gets to go where they go. Yeah, no, 100%. I, I think... No, you go. Sorry, Aaron. Oh, sorry. It's also, like, I, I want to say this, like, is for every, like, situation, but, like, of, oftentimes when, like, a couple has a baby, like a man and a woman, the woman takes care of it, like, and the man will go back to work after mm. a shorter period of time compared to the woman, which is which means it's harder to get back into the workforce if you've had to leave a job or if you've, you know, I think that's might be one of the reasons why sometimes women Definitely. go into lower paying jobs than men. Yeah. But like, it's not for every case, but yeah. yeah. Heaps that's of studies say that's about. definitely a job. Uh, definitely. Sorry. That's definitely a, a reason. point with, um, with the way paying works, but like money gets spent. If you, if I'm a business owner, and I know this lady is coming into my job and she's looking to have a family in the next two to three years. I would not want to pay her the, the uh, what is it, maternity leave? The maternity, maternity leave, leave. Yeah. yeah. I would not want to have to pay that when I wouldn't have to. Mm. I would oh, choose yeah. someone else that would not be having a baby, even if it's another female. But like, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's that speaks to what the greater fight of like feminism originally was about, where it's like yeah. about equality for men and women. So mm. if in that situation you had equal rights for men to have maternity or like paternity leave when their child was born, maybe they can they they would be like that. The woman would still have uh, women would still need recovery time because giving childbirth is quite strenuous. You know what I mean? And um, strenuous understatement. But, um, <laughs> just a bit strenuous, strenuous guys having a baby strenuous. just um so they would need like medical recovery time but then if there was equal rights for then the, the male or like the, the father or whatever to have a right to have time off as well to look after that child and and it was equal in that sense which it's definitely not at this stage um in australia at least um 
then mm. you, when you're considering, when business owners are considering employing a woman or a man, that wouldn't even be a factor. Even at, and at the moment, it still is. It still mm. is a factor. Mm. And and I don't. It's weird because like I don't necessarily blame a business owner for taking that stance, even though I I in my head I'm like, okay, look, it's kind of sexist um, for for them to be treating a woman differently when there's a direct monetary link between hiring that woman and how much she's going to cost you if she takes like uh, has a child and needs maternity leave. I don't blame the business owner for that. I blame I blame the laws behind it. Mm, the policies that, that, that would the, lift those women out in, of there. The unequal, unequal, unequal laws behind it that uh, give women the right to have so much time off, but don't give men the right to have the same amount off when they have a child. Mm. Well, in I mean, in Denmark, uh, it's it's a little bit different. We're like we're starting to encourage men to like take as much time off. Mm. Uh, ask women and stuff like that to also like spend time with the child. So uh, that's kind of going on. Like I've had teachers going on. What we nice. call it? Paternity leave? I don't know. Um, yeah. That that were male, you know, to um, to you know stay at home, etc. Um, I think what they're doing right now, though, with the whole kind of job thing, is like you know they want more female engineers. They want more female, you know, in the kind of like tech jobs or mm, whatever um because it's it's mainly you know male dominated um but to me it's like i don't think the reason to us why women are not like choosing to be engineers is because there are a lot of like males like i don't think so i just think for women that they maybe just have like generally a a different call for like other jobs that may not pay as much but you know i you can't force people to to you know take and like just a specific education mm. to get you know equal you know have the same amount of males and like women in the same workplace like you you can't do that and there was a thing i, I read an article i i don't know if it actually was a thing but i think it was in sydney um yeah, I, re I read about this where yeah. they try to like lower the gpa or whatever uh, that women need to, you know, be able to study engineering at a university. And I'm like, that's even, you know, like, that's sexist. The other thing is not. But, you know, like, yeah. believing that women are less capable than, me like, men, so you have to lower the, bar. Um, yeah, no. the GPA for them to get in, like, that's just incredibly yeah. stupid. And, you know... People yeah. usually study I... careers as as a passion. So if, yeah, they're no, not, if women aren't going into engineering, they don't have a passion for it. They're going into something that's a less paying job, but they're going to love their job. They're going to turn out with a smile every day. They do it because that's what they choose to do, not because, you know, there's some women out there that do do study for higher paying jobs, like literally just for the money. And they get in. If they want in that bad, they get in. You don't have to lower lower any yeah. score rates just to get in. So the, the, the story behind that was, I can't remember the university name, but basically they were petitioning the, um, the gender, uh, the discrimination um, board or something like that in, in New South Wales or something like that uh, to give them a pass to be like, the, to allow them to, to lower, I think it was um, from 90 to 70, I think it was. So to allow the, the entrance score basically for women only. And everybody, there was like huge outcry about it. Everybody was like losing their minds, just going crazy, being like, no, <laughs> of course not. Because that is entirely sexist. Like 
Uh, yeah. Cinti said, like, it's not a, not only is it sexist discriminating against men and being like, and being like, well, you guys want to get in this course, huh? You have to be like way higher. You have to work, work get real hard. Score. It's also yeah. sexist against women being like, well, the reason you guys weren't getting into this course was because you were too stupid. You know, like <laughs> yeah. just uh, it, unfathomable that they thought that was like a mm. good idea. But um, yeah, there you go. Australia, everybody. <laughs> yeah it's it was it was really interesting like i heard about it and i was like um where's the quality right here you know like i just i don't see it um so i don't think that you know i i see also you know like ads on facebook like oh there's like some techie you know like computer stuff camp for girls etc and i'm like what if people just do not want to take that education or work at that place or work with that like what if their passion like they've got a passion for something else you know mm-hmm. I, I feel like when we're like talking also equality in the workplace etc like that's kind of not allowed you know there, ha- there has to be the same amount of females and males in the workplace right now and that's just never gonna happen Mm, yeah and and not, not only yeah in the workplace but we were seeing like pushes for this kind of like what's it like forced um equality gender equality in in the government as well and in everywhere and i'm like i'm i'm just super super against forcing the forcedness of it and and quotas and stuff like that oh i hate it like if you just like look at the um what's it called is it the thing the house or the center or something in the u.s you know in in the with with the Democrats, et cetera, it's it's mostly, you know, there there's some males, you know, there's some females about the same amount. There's some, you know, African American, there's some Hispanics. Like it it really I feel like of course everyone, you know, should be able like that's their passion, et cetera. They should be able to do it. But also feel like there's a lot of equality that's being forced. Also, you know, like in Hollywood, et cetera. Like if if the person, you know, there's been a lot of criticism if it's like a you know a white man a white woman and you know like a straight relationship and stuff like that in movies like everything like that is just kind of being criticized or if it's a movie with you know male like mainly men etc and i don't know i'm like i i feel like um that shouldn't matter and you should just like look at the qualifications and not Mm. on the gender or their you know um Braise like their sexuality like etc it should be based on are they qualified or not yeah mm. i i think yeah, that i, I think... think that the only problem uh sorry Aaron, i think that the only problem with looking at that is is people say well we've been trying to do that and it doesn't seem to be working so or like there's still a gender pay gap they say so like what can we do differently or they say um and and they want to find a way that we can encourage women to tr- maybe encourage them to try to get into these fields that are higher paying and stuff like that. I definitely agree that if they don't want to do it, they don't want it, They don't have to do it. But mm-hmm. I think that everybody's looking at it going like, well, how can we encourage and, and encourage women into these fields because they feel, or there's a lot of talk around the fact that maybe it stems from like a social conditioning that has happened for the last hundreds and hundreds of years where it was like these were all male dominated jobs because there was rampant sexism and and there was a bias against women in these workforces and and getting into these fields Mm. and how can we combat that social like preconditioning of women maybe to Mm. make them feel more comfortable in these fields 
And yeah. I think that's that's I think it stems from a good place quite often the, the the rules and the way that they're trying to get these quotas and stuff like that. It all stems from a really good place, but I just don't think we've quite nailed it on the head of how to get there. Hmm. I feel like with yeah, my I definitely degree, agree. Sorry. No, you go, you go. Okay. I feel like with my degree, the way I'm spoken to compared to my girlfriend who's doing the exact same course is a lot different in teaching. Because mm. everyone I talk to, it's like, oh, you'll get a job easy because I'm yeah. a male. And like We've got I, the reverse in I'm teaching. standing right next to my girlfriend and she would like I don't know how I would react if I'm standing there and I'm like, mm. Oh, great. Yeah. It sound mm. like it literally just sounds like oh the the quota one gonna, in sorry, go on. Yeah. Because they're gonna get a job over you and that like that would be crap to hear. The the quota one in teaching is unless it's like an extreme case where like you would you like really sucked and she and she was like really good. Um it kind of I guess kind of makes sense because you want diverse role models for kids um yeah, but I it's agree. but it's totally like that where where if you're a guy it's it's you i would say a lot easier to get a job in in the education industry yeah sorry Aaron, uh, what you, Aaron you had something to say yeah yeah so good um so yeah i 100% agree like like with the encouraging i don't think it's like like you said um the engineering course like for women i don't personally i could yeah other people probably disagree but i don't agree like think it's forcing women to do it i think it's encouraging it because like a lot of you know you look at a lot of big businesses in the world they're you know they're run by men and like i don't doubt that they're hard working and that they've earned their position there but there's no doubt that there's a lot of like people like big business people have like this you know feeling against women being like in yeah. high roles yeah, like that, like does stem back to history. Like even myself, like I've had situations at work with past managers who have just, who have literally said to me, like, we had like say this trampoline to carry, right? And he said to me, "Can you go get one of the guys off the floor? I'll get them to do it." And I was like, "All right, I see how it is." Like, it still happens. Like it's nowhere near as bad as it used to be, but like, mm. it's just still... showed him your guns. Dude, I was, <laughs> I got this. Yeah, I was like, I'm taking it to HR. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. but yeah like it, it pissed me off but like there's yeah i think like strength wise there's men who are stronger than women and women who are stronger than men but like, you would all you be know. stronger than me what i found when i was a <laughs> was um the guys were just shaking their head like when i got in there they all put wages on how long i would last yeah oh wow um see that's a social like, pressure in itself yeah they were like there's no way that she's lasting and there was days where I was like, this is not for me, but I'm yeah. like, it was, it was decent money. It was a job at the time. And then I ended up figuring out a way to be able to get the job done. I didn't care what the guys thought. I didn't like, it was just trying to figure out how to get it done, get through the day and turn up again tomorrow. And um, by the end of it, um, we ended up having like competitions who could do the job, like this certain job, um, the fastest and every like at the end of every week it was friday payday so at the end of every week i was either 50 bucks or 100 bucks richer because i was smarter and would use things around me and there they're using their muscles and they just <laughs> couldn't figure it out because i was so small or i shouldn't be able to do that and and oh, she tricked me and i'm like no i didn't i was just smart with how i done it so no i didn't That's pay good. me my money Give me my money, bitch. Yes, because I don't think, I I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to be extreme. I don't don't think there's any job that women are biologically incapable of doing. Um, I think that a whole lot of it stems from 
um, heaps. Like we have social, we've only been, how long have women been in the workplace? Like 50 years ish. So it's, it's not very long. Our grandparents are still um, in that uh, era of um, probably they would have, if yeah. they were girls, they would have been like nurses or one of those, yeah. one of those girls jobs, you know, but um, you have um, <laughs> industries like, like computer science that was like 80% female dominated when it was first around. And then, um, uh, computers and and everything are fairly heavily targeted at guys in terms of marketing, and now that field is like completely switched over the other way. Even gaming is like heavily. You can see it's not an industry, but it's still um very male dominated. And I think um a lot of it's got to do with the advertising, media, social pressures around um, everybody who's yeah, involved absolutely. in those scenes. Yeah. I also, I also think there's a, a part of it and kind of what you, you guys have been saying is that like male mentality, you know, that, that, that kind of like, oh, um, like I'll get, I'll get a guy to help me do this heavy lifting or she won't be as good as me. Like, and, and, but I don't think that's necessarily, I don't think it's necessarily a sexist thing. I think that quite often it's a, it's a, I, Actually, no, no, yeah, never mind. Never mind Actually, no, saying. it's a sexist thing. <laughs> no, it's just sexist. It definitely yeah. is. Just straight that up. I mean, I, I think for me, like, that you asked an example, um, like, you know, when, you know, we're, we're in class or whatever, and, and the teacher comes in, they're like, oh, there's some, you know, strong guys, you know, who can help me out. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, like, got some books or whatever. And being honest, I don't think about it as sexist. I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. That's the kind of like stereotype or whatever that they were playing on. Um, so who cares really? Um, so of course, you know, like you have to like, I guess, stand your ground or whatever. Like if someone makes you feel incapable of doing something and you believe that you can, like, you know, you gotta insist on doing stuff instead of you know, getting something like someone else to do it. But in general i just i don't know i just i don't i don't think of it in that way mm. yeah that's a fair point mm. and, and like i don't i think that the, that a lot of people don't either i think that a lot of people will just be like oh yeah like i'm there's probably times where someone said that to aaron and she's just like pass it off as like or like just not even thought about it and just gone along with it but then mm. there's also those times where you hear that and and i'm sure as a, as a woman you would go um oh okay well i mean i could have done it like there was it's not yeah. that heavy you know like and i can imagine <laughs> yeah. i can imagine that feeling pretty pretty rude yeah it was funny because um the, the guy my manager mentioned is like the scrawniest kid in the planet like, <laughs> and, like wait was it crazy and like it wasn't i would have been fine if he as you just said like go grab some extra hands but he said I'll go get like a man to do it. And that's <laughs> wow. what like put me in that's like, funny. you know, yeah. I wouldn't have minded if he had said, just go grab Ryan to help. Like, you know, yeah. I wouldn't care. But yeah, it was when he actually yeah, like, was yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, um, yeah. Well, uh, not to, not to move on, but I feel like, I feel like we've come to like a fairly, a fairly consensus on this pay gap issue. <laughs> um, I want to, and, and women in the workplace, but I, I noticed that Fresh mentioned um, something about gaming. And uh, how mm. obviously our platform has is dominated by men. I think uh, Twitch. However, they don't necessarily perform the best. Um, and uh, wanted to talk a little bit about that and how you think that, uh, especially in terms of like 
quite a lot of the women on Twitch and the ones that are like doing extremely well being the ones that use their body to do to do it. Titty streamers. Um, yeah, titty streamers. <laughs> um, do, do you guys have a problem with women doing that or are you completely comfortable with women using their body that they own? I think I'm... personally... Oh, you go, Licky. No, you go. You're right. You're right. I, I think personally, like, I don't, to me, I don't care as long as you stay inside of the TOS or whatever that, you know, you use your assets to, you know, get places. But currently, you know, the biggest female streamer is Pokimane. And, you know, of course, there's a whole, like, Poke thick or whatever. But, you know, she doesn't show <coughs> anything, you mm. know? Like, she's just there. She's gaming. She's having a good time, etc. Um, and... But I think there's a general conception where, you know, if, if a woman is successful on, tw like, Twitch, it's because she's generally attractive. Mm. Like, that's at least how I feel. Yeah. Um, I get told a lot, like, you know, wear a bra, boot, boost the girls up. They'll, they'll help you get the followers or they'll help you get the subs. Or, like, if mm. you just wear that little bit of makeup or a lot of the guys are like, well, if I was a girl, I'd be a titty streamer and make bank. And I'm like, my morals won't let me be a titty streamer. I don't, mm. I don't have anything against them though. Like if they're all for that and it's getting like certain people's attention and they're, they're donating, they're subscribing and they're following, like, uh, I don't have a problem with it. I say go for gold. It's, I just don't have it in me, but yeah. I have, yeah, I've got nothing against the women that do do it. But like, um, like since they said, Pokemon is like, She's just famous for being cute and like she is far from a titty streamer and she is mm. she is one of the biggest ones in the world at the moment. It's really good to see female gamers about. And I think Twitch, um, you know, like she said, as long as they follow TOS, then I mean go for it. Go for it. She's yeah. the only girl yeah. in the top ten of um all the streamers. Yeah. I really I really like Pokemon. I think she's like a ruthless businesswoman. Anybody and, could watch her from children to, to adults. Whereas, mm. yeah, for sure. Some women that are just like, do not let your teenage boys in there at all. Yeah. Like this is for, this is for like grown men, but at the same time, they're not breaking any rules. How's when yeah, they no. did that esports thing on her though? And then like, um, everyone's like, ah, oh, thought streamer, rah, 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 in the comments and like down, well down, dislike the YouTube video to like a billion and it like no no one else got that. I felt really sad. I was like, oh gee. I know yeah. at, that, at a point like some things become like a bit of a meme, and you like just yeah, dislike things because it's a that's meme. Exactly what it was. Everyone it was still really sad. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, it was horrible though. Um. Also on Twitch we had uh the the breastfeeding saga. Fresh, you know, you know. Oh yeah. So I did hear about. Yeah, there was um crap. I don't remember her name. I should really have uh, written it down. Um. So um. It is yeah, within the Twitch TOS to um, breastfeed your child on Twitch. So um, this lady um, obviously did that. And then um, uh, Twitch deleted the VOD, but didn't ban her because they said you're, you're within the... Um, and then I think they apologized for deleting the VOD because they said you're within the TOS. You're allowed to... You know, you're working. You're allowed to... People are allowed to breastfeed in public. It's within our TOS. So um, keep going with that. Heaps of people were in uproar about it. There. They were like... Ah, Breast on stream. So what do you guys think? <laughs> Breastfeeding on Twitch, yay or nay? nay? I think it comes down to their audience, mm. uh, to the fact that I've got no problem with it. It's part, You walk down the street and you see it happening 
I retract my first comment. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't care if they're young kids in there. They have to get used to that because they're going to see that walking down the street. It depends on how they're taught all about it. Like mm. um, uh, it comes down to their parents and their teachers and stuff to teach them what is actually like why breastfeeding is important and take mm. away the sexualization of it. And yeah, it definitely. Like a, like a motherhood thing. Yeah. Good take. I think that I think that it depends on how you're doing it. Um, and but uh, the I remember watching a video and and on on like the subject and it was like breaking it down kind of thing. And from what you could see of what she was doing in the video, it wasn't she wasn't overtly trying to like sexualize it at all. It was literally she just her kid was hungry and it was mm. feeding time, and so she fed. You couldn't even see like you couldn't even see that much of her boob. You know, mm. like. Um, because she's obviously got a kid there, you know, yeah. who's like feeding. <laughs> and um, so like it, I, it would be a different, it would be different if like she was trying to, I think maybe exploit doing that for money yeah. or like if she was like directly <laughs> saying like, Hey, give me money and I'll get my tits out. You know, yeah, like, 11 o'clock like every day like is breastfeeding yeah, 11 time. O'clock, breastfeeding <laughs> time. Yeah. Wink, wink, donate big, you know, <laughs> but she wasn't, she was literally just feeding her kid and, and I have no problem with that. Mm. I don't like to me like I don't you know I don't care about breastfeeding like in public etc but I'm also kind of like I don't I just feel like in general like it's weird to like have your like little like kid who's like so little that he still needs to be breastfed like also like on camera as well in a way like if I don't know like it's it's within the TOS so you know it it is okay etc to do on Twitch but personally I'd probably be like, yeah, be right back and, you know, then come back. Because, you know, I don't assume that it's, like, a long progress. I, like, I have no idea. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Apparently it is a long process. Yeah, I don't think that she should have done it. Um, My reasoning for this is kind of like if 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 they're in public and stuff like that and the baby needs to be fed, by all means, feed it. But there is, you know, there's children in the stream that are going to take it a different way. What I read mm. was that she'd done it to try to normalize breastfeeding on Twitch. Mm. She'd, she'd made the conscious decision to purposely breastfeed on screen. If she did it just willy-nilly without even thinking about it and it was like, you know, oh, my baby's hungry, grabs the baby and away she goes. I don't think I would have such a huge deal, like a problem with it. But she had made a comment that she purposely done it to see how people would react to try mm. to normalize breastfeeding on Twitch. Like and it was I think, a yeah, and I think that that's great that like all of her audience and stuff didn't bat an eyelid on it. They it didn't bother anybody. It probably wouldn't bother me either. But I'm like, well, you have your baby on camera to start with. Mm. Um, you're gaming or you're chatting or you're doing whatever. Like it's it's really easy to like hide your screen for a minute and keep the mic open or um, you know, turn it off and be like, I'll be right back. I think a baby takes like 15 minutes to feed or burp or I, I don't know, half an hour, even whatever the time is. I think that her making that decision to purposely do it on stream just to see what would happen, I don't agree with that. Mm. Um so um, just to like go down a little bit more the path of, I guess, selling your bodies. It, do you guys agree with a woman's right to do that or do you disagree? I think Sell her body. like, yeah. So, and we... it, I mean, this goes, this goes to men as well. So like, I'm talking, I'm obviously titty streamers. Okay. They're like 
what they're what they're doing there is they're 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 selling their bodies all right mm. they're not they're not doing it in like a physical sense it's more it's just viewing but it's yeah. the start of that kind of it's the lowest form of a way to do it basically yeah. the, the the most pg way to actually sell your body um so do you guys do you guys agree with a woman's right to be able to do that or or a man's right to be able to do that or do you think that um that should be illegal in the case of like prostitution and stuff like that well i think like women like bodies have been sold for like outside of twitch for ages like you know like through advertising and things like that and i think it's a personal decision like whether or not you want to like i personally wouldn't it's just me like it's not my style but like you know i don't it, it goes for men as well like if that's what you if that's how you want to approach like what you do then do it like and for people who say like you know your audience is young like it's not your fault that you know i i think that parents should be like watching their kids and what they consume online because there's so much that you know that goes on but I think yeah. if they want to and they know that they're going to benefit out of it and they're comfortable with doing that and it doesn't, um, you know, if they, if their morals, if they're comfortable, like when I, when I do photo shoots and stuff, um, people will be like, oh, can you take your bra off or can you go nude or something like that. If my dad can't look at them photos and be like, I really like them, I ain't doing it. And I don't know <laughs> if that's like my morals just kicking in going, you know, that's that's like my line so i think if they're comfortable and their morals just go yeah it's fine i think women should be able to do it really i think it's i think it's okay yeah. i think um we kind of just blurred those two subjects together i feel like we should make distinctions between because i would i feel like um we should be promoting the normalization of breastfeeding and not the sexualization oh, yeah, no, of breastfeeding yeah 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 okay because yeah, it sounded I like mean, you were saying I that she's selling her body no, 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 no. Sorry. So bre breastfeeding, I like, I think we all, we all kind of agreed there that, um, sh that a breastfeeding is, is a normal thing as part of everyday life. Um, but that there's a, there's a way that she could have probably done it better. That was less intrusive, I guess. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, the only the only thing, um, so I mostly agree, and like, especially what Cynthia said about having a kid on stream. I didn't ever think about that, but that's totally a good point. But um, I do have a problem with like putting all the agency on a girl who is just feeding her baby. Like she's doing her job. I feel like if you put up a beer right back screen, you always are going to lose viewers. Um, so it feels like maybe that's not a, a good expectation to place on her. Um, if she's just doing a job and like people are allowed to breastfeed in the workplace, the agency should be on the people to not find that sexual. So like if I'm walking down the street and seeing, and I've got a kid with me and they see someone breastfeeding, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't expect the kid to be like, Oh yeah, that's, that's so hot. Like, or I'd, I'd try and educate them to be like, that's not actually the way we do this yeah. um, kind of thing. Whereas, um, and then, and then like um, the girls using their body sexually. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a different topic. I think. Yeah, what do you what are your views on that? Um, I think I I do want Twitch to be a place that well, I think for Twitch's own sake, they want they want advertisers, so they don't want to become like a strange cesspool of like overly sexual content. So they've got no, these yeah. TOS, which they don't seem to be very good at keeping track of anyway. But um, I know they have to have them to an extent. Um, and I hope that 
it wouldn't ever go too far that we would, you know, you wouldn't want to tell someone you stream on Twitch and they're like, oh yeah, that porn site. Ha, <laughs> nice. Um, you'd want it to always be an alternative to that. And people always make the argument. They're like, yeah, but kids can just go like find porn anywhere. But um, that's not what I think we want Twitch to become. No, yeah, hundred um, percent. And and I I wasn't uh, I I to be honest, I'd kind of like moved on from thinking about it in terms of breastfeeding there. Um, but and I'm not necessarily just talking about Twitch now either. Um, what about prostitution and and women being able to sell their body for profit? Um, mm. Do you think do you disagree with that, or do you think that there's a place for that in society, or or are you? I I'm more of the opinion that it's um it's a female's body and she can do whatever she wants with it i mean yeah it's it's kind of like you know your body your choice etc um like in denmark it like prostitution is legal um i don't know about australia uh but you know like i i feel like in general like as long as you don't break the law or the tos or whatever you to me you can really do whatever you want to do. What Twitch has been doing, though, is they're kind of not enforcing their TOS a lot of the time. Like, you know, we've seen, um, like, we've seen nip slips that have been maybe, like, a minute, etc., and nothing happened. There's been a vagina slip. There has been a, you know, there, there's been so many things recently where I'm like, like, why are you kind of, like, protecting, like, these, um, these women that do these things just because you want them on your platform, but when it comes to everybody else, um, you know, you, you treat them differently. Mm. That That's like the kind of part that I don't understand because mm. I don't care if, you know, like your, your tits are out, your ass is out, you're squatting. Like, I don't care. Um, the people who want to watch that, sure thing, you know, make sure to make it, you know, 18 plus, etc. Um, but it's when you break the literal TOS and nothing happens. That's the kind of thing I've been having an issue with, um, lately. Mm. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I, I think they need to be, they need to do a lot better at being more consistent. And, and it's, it's so frustrating because when you, when you're consistent, everybody knows the, the rules, you know, if you, and like, you should be able to treat the, te the terms of service as like the law, you know, where you go like, okay, if I go beyond this point like I am breaking the terms of service and this will happen to me. I will get banned. I will, this will happen. But it seems to be that for some people, there's one set of rules and for everybody else, there's another set of rules. And then for like one or two people, there's no punishment at all. And it, mm -hmm. and it just, it just becomes super frustrating and, and it makes everybody not know where the line is. And so then people like start pushing the boundaries a little bit and get banned or, or don't get banned and they're like well like what mm. i thought this was okay because of the, these 10 examples of where you didn't ban the person for doing it yeah you know yeah. um and it just creates blue lines so back um, to um woke's question about yeah, prostitution and selling selling your body <laughs> um i actually used to work answering the phones for escort an escort service mm. um, i only answered the phone <laughs> um but the women in there that I had interactions with and stuff like that, um, you know, they were smart women. Some of them were studying. Some of them were in high paying jobs. Some of them did it as like a, a break from life or extra money for a, a lavish holiday. Like I think that um, 
it's their body and they made the choice to sell it. And I think that them trying to explain that to friends or family and stuff like that would probably be harder than strangers like strangers accepting what they do or not like so many Mm. of the girls were called sluts and oh you're a disgrace and i can't believe you do this but Mm. really i mean their opinions don't really count it's up to how they feel about doing it and Mm. you know if they ever have to explain it to their kids their friends or their family yeah yeah Yeah, i remember there was like a uh like a thing where it was between a you know like probably a woman you working a nine-to-five job or whatever and you know um a prostitute and they were like having a discussion and you know the the person assuming you know she was maybe had some you know kind of feminist views etc you know she was like no like that's like that's not okay for women to do because they're selling their body and um etc whereas you know the the other the prostitute was like like this is my choice etc and i think in general, the word, like, slut, like, the general definition of it is, like, having, you know, a lot of, like, casual sexual partners. Mm-hmm. And I still don't know why that word is still being used. Because that's, mm-hmm. you know, perfectly okay. It's, like, the whole kind of thing, you know, like, if if you're a, if you're a guy who has been with a lot of girls, whatever, you're like, yeah, you know, you're a champ, etc. If you're a girl who has been with a lot of guys... You're like, oh, you know, like, what should what a slut? She's so mm. cheap, etc. And that's like the still the kind of stereotype there is. And I definitely believe that 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 is wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, it's funny because, like, I don't know, slut has become. It's like definitely changed a little bit recently. I feel because because of that, like, kind of thing where it's becoming more accepted for. I mean, yeah, more accepted in society for women to be like sleeping around and, and sleeping with multiple sexual partners and whatnot like that. It's becoming more accepted. Therefore that, that slut word has become a little bit less uh, acceptable to use. Um, but I've noticed it being used um, in like a joking way a lot more. So like now, instead of it being like genuine where people are like, Oh, you're a slut, you know, I'll hear, I, I hear like, I hear people using it um, just to like poke fun at someone even, but like in a, in a, good in a friendly way yeah um a lot a lot more than than um it used to be it used to be like you said that and people would be like oh mm. damn you know but these days it's like said and everybody's like ha 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 we're just having a good time here mm. Mm. Yeah, i guess the, the issue is like um and they've done quite a few studies about like and they ask um how many sexual partners you've had and <laughs> the men are on, on average um almost definitely going to lie and increase the number and the females on average are going to lie and decrease the number um, that's not like that's not the kind of equal society I think that you want. I think like I think a general definition of slut is you know like like that's acceptable, that's whatever. But I still think the word still holds so much like it's it's still a you know it's still like a an insult to to be called that, which it shouldn't be. But you know it's it's still being used that way, and therefore it's. I don't know, like, personally, I wouldn't want to be called that, you know? Like, of course, in, in a joking way, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Mm. But I, I still feel like it's it's such an aggressive word to use against someone. Mm. Yeah. I, I always... I you know, slut all the time, and I tried really hard <laughs> for people to, like, not say it to me, and it had such an impact on me. Like, I was like, these people think I'm a slut, even though I'd never had sex. I had never had a boyfriend till I was 26 years old for both. I was branded a slut. And 
what it had like done to me inside i was like oh my gosh like everybody thinks that i'm a slut you know if i be a little miss prim and proper everybody's gonna see that it didn't matter it didn't matter that i didn't Mm. have a boyfriend didn't matter that i hadn't had sex or anything like that it was it was a degrading word and yeah it is you know they just wanted to throw it around but the impact that it had on me as a as a woman was a lot more than just you know oh you're a slut i'd be at home like oh my god they think i'm a slut (laughs) how do i get them to think that i'm not so it went on like more than just that word I, th- I always think that there's um, a lot of ways and it sounds bad because I, I don't know why I was thinking about this, but like there's a lot of ways you can um, insult women without even getting to know them. I think maybe it's just it's a bit of a commentary on society. So you walk into a room and you can be like, you slut or you, what are you, moody because you're on your period or like uh, go in the kitchen and make a sandwich. Like you've got all these things you can say like straight up. <laughs> Whereas with a guy, you actually have to get to know them before you can really um, like throw out insults. I feel like that's a a bad thing and, mm. and words like that are just just generally um really degrading mm. yeah no yeah 100 um does anybody else have anything to add there because yeah uh, yeah go for it so i think yeah like if a girl sleeps around a lot she's a slut if she you know doesn't want to have sex till marriage she's you know she's pretentious like and i don't think well, i think <laughs> it might exist for some males but like it's no like you don't call a guy who has heaps of sex a slut. You don't call a guy who doesn't yeah, want to have sex. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's mm. yeah. No, yeah, one hundred percent. And I, I think that um, I, I think that it's it's definitely we're definitely heading in the right direction. Um, however, like we still got a way to go, but I think we are moving in the right direction. I think society in general is slowly getting more and more comfortable with the fact that with 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 having women in it um that women that exist that have a, a that have a lot of sex and um with that with people becoming more com- more comfortable with it it's we're getting there you know i don't think it's mm. like i don't think we're going the wrong way you know i don't think we're slowly devolving mm. into a place where we are going to start like putting chastity belts on women mm. again you know like, no i think I everyone think- agrees that we're like doing a hell of a lot better than we were 50 100 200 years ago like that's definitely yeah we're definitely no, going in the right direction and we've still got a way to go but i think we are moving in the right direction mm. that kind of yeah. moves into your point your first point work um like in a progressive world surely it's time to let go of the female gender focused word feminism we're already yes. we've done so much good work already yeah and so this is this is kind of something that um I have always thought about whenever someone mentions feminism, I'm always like, that doesn't feminism doesn't, there's nothing about that word that attracts me to it. Um, and it's literally just because it's so female focused, you know, that's where it stemmed from. And hundred percent rightly so, because back when femini- the feminist movement first started, it was 100% needed, mm. you know, and it needed to be when people mentioned it, you thought of the female gender and it needed to be that because there was, so many inequalities for women back then that needed to be righted before there was any kind of level playing field that it needed to be feminine focused. So I have no problem with the word being that and traditionally having been that, but I feel like, and I wrote this in my, um, my thing that, that in today's progressive world, surely it's time for us to let go of the female gender focused word feminism um, and call ourselves or call, call the movement equality, equalists or equalitists or something like that egalitarians just so that that you can you can be inclusive so that there's no 
there's no barrier for men to be to feel like they're an accepted part of the community there's no um uh and it and it reflects it properly reflects what the movement is actually about which mm. the obviously we read the definition of feminism which was like um gender equality which um is is super important and i think we definitely need to get there and i think it would be really good because it would it would distance ourselves because as uh, with third wave feminists feminists coming through and there's a lot of the water has been so muddied by um people taking the name of feminist who are actually not feminists they're like anti-men you know yeah. and mm. um and they're they're more angry about it and fighting to get the, the themselves and and women into a better position rather than being about let's try to get the level playing field here um and and well, it would distance it would distance the movement from that and 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 so i think it's a i think it's something that needs to happen yeah well in saying that you know how there's like the black lives matter movement right mm. and then there's also the all lives matter movement yeah. i don't agree with the whole all lives matter and i don't agree with changing it to a word other than feminism for the same reason like mm. because there is still inequality but it doesn't mean that any lives are more important than others it means that they still matter but it's just got that label and it feminism as a definition means like the equality of like economically socially of the genders and mm. same with the black lives matter movement it's like the equality of everyone but because they yeah. previously and still are the gender that's behind that's why it should be kept that way that's my personal takeaway anyway yeah i totally get that um i, I was actually thinking that the whole time um you're talking it's very similar in terms of movements and um and like no, nobody well, i don't think many people actually that's probably not true but but we don't live in a society that's like super misogynistic and like a, like a super patriarchal um yeah, misogynistic society. We we have we're doing better than we ever have before, but we're probably not quite there in terms of media, in terms of leadership positions, in terms of polit polit political positions and that kind of thing. So um, maybe the changing the word might um, feel like um, we're yeah degrading from or or taking away from the movement to when you get first women there. asked the question about when I read the notes, what is feminism? I instantly thought. Angry white women wearing no bras running around protesting. That was like my, that yeah. was my, okay. And then I'm like, I actually even know what feminism is. And then I, that's when I hit Google up and was like, oh shit. Like, and then I realized there's different waves of it. There's different types of it. There's the, the angry ones and the ones that are there just basically following along. And then, yeah. but I, like Erin said previously, the more you go back in history, the, I feel like I'm more relevant to back then and understand it more. Whereas mm. Woke said now it's completely muddy and everybody's claiming, oh, it's, you know, feminism and oh, it's, it's sexism at the same time. Like I'm kind of lost as to what a hundred percent it is. Am I one? Yes, to a degree with like certain facts, but yeah, like I, I wouldn't go and protest and swing my bra around and run nudie down the street to, to prove a point. You'd want to make a, you know, I don't know. I think being educated on the fact and, and speaking to the right people are going to have a bigger impact mm. than naked women running down the street trying to prove a point. Yeah. And mm. that's why I'm not, I'm not necessarily for like abolishing the word. I think that it's, there's always, there's always going to be a place to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm a feminist. I'm, I'm someone that believes in the equal equality of all men and women. Um, 
however, I think that we need to, there, there is a, there is potentially a place to like rebrand going forward or like to start a new movement where we can be like, all right, like there's feminism, but that is more. And, and even though it says it's about equality of men and women, how many times have you seen feminists advocating for like men's rights or, or inequalities in, in the male gender? You know what I mean? And, and I think that there's, there is issues on both sides that we're not equal in and, and there needs to be work done across the board. So why not start a movement where there's, where it's more inclusive of everybody rather than feminism, which does definitely to me, at least to be a little bit more lopsided, especially these days. There is some in, in the U S you know, there is also a, a group of people who are like an organization who, you know, advocates for men's rights. They're called MRA, men's rights activists and stuff like that. And, you know, <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I watched a movie on it called The Red Pill. Um, anyone out there hasn't watched it? It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, it's basically about a feminist who, uh, you know, talks to people from the MRA and kind of like gets their whole kind of um, like view on it. And, you know, she's at conferences where, you know, there are a lot of... Um, you know, there, there are a lot of feminists where they're, you know, like screaming like MRA, um, racist, fascist, anti-gay. And I'm like, wow, you know, like that's that's interesting. Um, and I, 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 like, I agree with woke. I don't think, um, I think, it, you know, feminism back then, you know, of course it should be called feminism because, you know, it was all about women. Mm. But I feel like now, you know, as I said, even though egalitarian, and feminism as definitions, they're the exact same thing. I feel like by saying egalitarian, you're including both genders. And mm. as Woke also said, you know, like how many times have fem like feminists actually fought for males issues? Like, you know, um, what is it called? Like the family court thing, etc. Because um, I just, I just don't see that happening. And currently, um, people. I guess, like, you know, the third wave femi feminists, et cetera, like, they're kind of making up issues that aren't actual issues just to, you know, have something to fight for, have something to complain about. Because, I mean, of course, I, I guess, you know, in some places there is some kind of wage gap. Um, here, not really. Uh, like, in Denmark, at least, et cetera. And I don't believe there is one, you know, in the U.S., et cetera. And, you know, so they make that up on you know the general uh statistics and you know there's stuff like the pink tax if you guys have heard about that yeah is that is that the, yeah. is that the thing where it's like um like there's a tax on um like female products and stuff like that yeah it's basically if we take like a a some kind of like i guess um like one deodorant another deodorant like they're called the exact same thing but one is for males one is for women mm. and they are like oh wait the one for males are a lot more uh expensive than the one for women etc that's the pink tax basically um where you know if you look on the back of the deodorant because of the feet like female skin is so much more delicate they need a lot more ingredients for the you know the female um like women's deodorants like in general you know i so the, sorry there you, you go. go no no you go i was done i thought 
I could be completely wrong, but I thought the pink tax was like the other way around. So like with rate, I'll use razors as an example. Like it's the same product, but it's marketed different ways for men and women, but it's typically more expensive for women. I could be wrong, but I thought that's what the pink tax was because like pink, like being associated with women and like with deodorant and like hair care and all that sort of stuff. Like it's often more expensive for the same product for women than it is for men, at least in Australia. Like it might be different in Denmark, but that's just what I see. I I mean, like it it is like, it is, I like the thing is that, um, what is it called? Like it is what you're seeing, but the thing is that when you look, I don't like, I think for racers as well, because again, if you may use, I like, I've never used a male's like racer, in my life but they're probably like they're probably built differently because again a male's skin is so much more different compared to yeah. a woman's skin it's it's the same i think there was like a like a what was it like a bicycle thing like the red one the unisex one was like for less money than the pink one and that's because you know of course when you're a kiddo and you're a girl you most likely want the pink one so it's from kind of a business standpoint but generally we're built so much differently and i don't believe in the pink tax whatsoever if you want to go out and you want to buy a male's razor honestly go for it you know and if you want to buy a you know male's deodorant and stuff like that go for it but the one for women are specifically made for a woman's skin yeah yeah i'm talking about where it's the exact like the exact same sorry exact same product but like it's marketed different and i think the the pink tax is also in regards to like tampons and pads that only women will need to buy but there's a tax by the government that makes them more expensive than what the like the business is selling them for to make money off of it yeah and i I think what you're i think what sentiment is uh view is that like if if you have the option, like you don't have to buy necessarily a female razor. You can go and buy a male razor. Mm. Um, and that they might be made differently specifically to like tailor to women's fair skin or something like that. But that it, so that she doesn't really <coughs> mind the fact that there's differences in prices. However, when you're talking about like hygiene products, the fact that there's a tax on hygiene products is yeah. like, the most ridiculous yeah. thing I've ever heard in my life. Diabolical. And I, the, when I found out about that, I was I was genuinely just I was what's the word flabbergasted. I was like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, is that actually a thing? And uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Well, I have like a question for everyone, like based around that. Do you think like things like pads and like tampons should be free, or do you think they should still have to be paid for because they are essential, I guess? But. Mm. I, I think they're definitely like, you know, they're the, I guess, like big brands for, you know, tampons and pads, etc. But I, I guess there could be some kind of like, if it's like a, I guess, a general brand, I have no idea what the brands are called in, in Australia, no idea. Um, but you know, that also sell, you know, a lot of like food stuff and like they just in general have like a lot of products all around. Mm. Like, I think those should be free because they're already, you know, making money off of like so many other things. Yeah. Um. Because it's it's the general kind of um like grocery stores like brand in a way. Because mm-hmm. I think so, they should definitely be available for everyone, you know, to to use. I think mm-hmm. uh, my personal standpoint of this is that I think that um there should be basic because it it deals with basic hygiene and and it's 
Um, and, and there's also quite a lot of um, health risks that come with looking at making yeah. sure that you guys do look after yourselves around um, your period and stuff like that. I think that there should be, it should be part of our, the medical profession. Mm. There should be some sort of access to female hygiene products through Medicare or something like that. Yeah. However, you're still, I think if that was the case, there would still be paid ones as well. And I think that actually like 95% of women would probably still go down the paid option because the ones that provided by the government, they're not going to be like bells and whistles. You know what I mean? They're going to be like basic, you know, the cheapest of the cheap, the ones that just do the job. I think as long as it the does job. the job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, 100%. Uh, as long but as it then... does the job, I don't think that women are going to necessarily pay for it because it is a bigger brand they all do the same thing yeah but there's definitely something to be said uh and, in, and okay i'm not a woman so please feel free to correct me if i'm wrong um <laughs> in terms of comfort in terms of um the... you're uncomfortable regardless yeah, very right. true regardless, I, and I, I honestly just think that um without sounding like an asshole i think you're wrong i think that if there was no, a free no. option I'm going for the free option because it, it's not going to matter because it's for the for the two days or the week that chick is just uncomfortable. If I can save that money from buying tampons or pads or whatever, mm. I'm I'm buying ice cream with it to be sad about how uncomfortable I already am. So it's yeah, I, yeah. I just don't buy. Yeah. For um, like the most part, it um, so I mean even even things like water we have to pay for, but they're very heavily regulated by government so i wouldn't have a problem yes. with that like um you have like a certain toilet brand paper or... is extremely expensive and yeah. males and female like everybody needs toilet paper that's true and that's when i'm like give me the three ply i like i don't like yeah. to scratch my butt yeah <laughs> i think i think the difference is is that um the difference is is that and someone did at me then and just said what about toilet paper woke um in the chat and the difference is is that it's something that everybody needs all right so like mm. where yeah. it's where it's like um every single person in the whole world is going to need toilet paper. Therefore I kind of understand everybody's yeah. in the same boat, but this is a situation where women have something that, that they can't change about their bodies. You know, this yeah. happens to them and um, it's not something that they chose to have happen to them. So why should they have a vastly uh, like a mm. way more huge cost just because of how they were born? Mm, yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah, in general, can. like I didn't even know like that, that hygiene things were tax, et cetera. I had no idea, but I think, you know, them doing that is incredibly wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Like, like taking advantage of the fact that... Give us a rebate on them. Give us a rebate. Give us something. <laughs> well, it should be similar to, like, drugs, you know? Like, if you're born a diabetic, that's not your own fault. And I know, like, um, different countries have different um, policies on this, but in Australia... All of that stuff is subsidized by the government, and you yeah. you shouldn't have to what, die from having diabetes. Not, yeah, not yeah I think that, it doesn't yeah. necessarily need to be completely free, but like some sort of subsidy yeah, exactly. or yeah. something. You know, mm. just a little bit of something. Give it, give them something. You know. Yeah. Do, do you guys have free healthcare? Yeah. Uh, basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. 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 Ours is never as good as yours, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Maybe mm. it's better than a lot of other countries. Oh, it's better yeah. than America. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, like in in the u.s etc like one thing is your wages and stuff like that but another thing is like if you like break a bone or you know if you're a diabetic mm. etc like how are you gonna treat yourself if you were born into a you know poor family where 
and in a country where the social mobility is so horrible that you probably will stay poor the rest of your life like mm. how you know i just i don't know i just very much disagree with with how the um with the u.s like kind of welfare or whatever mm. you want to call it yeah yeah the u.s they've got, they've got some issues that they definitely need to deal with um yeah, <laughs> I saw you were kind of trying to say something before, but you kind of yeah. Got I don't think nice. women should have to pay for any sort of like uh, things like the tampon pads. Um, but I'm not sure about this. But last year, didn't they pass something about the tax thing? They used to have to pay tax on tampons and pads, and they took it away. I think it was proposed, but like it's yeah. still in oh, like okay. In um, but yeah, I could be wrong, but yeah, that's what I believe. I. Th- I don't think that they should have to pay because it's just like common. I think it should just be, they can't help it. Um, It's not a good thing. Like they don't choose to put in a tampon or use a pad. And the way that I've heard some senators talk about it and like talk about like, oh, well, they don't have to use them. Like that is, (laughs) that's crap. Like, yeah, I have not met one women that like lady that's like, oh, I just don't use anything like no so, no i'm like the people who, who who say that like that must have been a male center honestly because you know every <laughs> single woman is like listen if i don't have a pad if i don't have a tampon like i guess you, you know i'm not leaving my house today i guess i'm just gonna yeah. sit and bleed you feel me yeah. yeah yeah well i think it's funny i don't know if you guys kind of want to move on about like the healthcare thing kind of relates to abortion mm, which i'm like interested to Hey, <laughs> um, uh, to see your opinions on that in regards to like healthcare is. Yeah, so um, in terms of abortion, um, I there there was I recently actually that there, there was those laws. I'm sure I'm sure being women actually I'm not sure you might not have, um, but there was like a stop few laws. stop subjugating <laughs> our women oh, to I'm things. Sorry, yeah. You yeah. bloody yeah. sexist work um, work is sexist guys work is sexist. Yeah. Yeah, you heard it here first, guys. Um, in in America, there was some laws changed in countries that made it um, that made it illegal to um, abort your yeah. abort a child. Yeah, that was and in those things. Yeah, yeah, and, and in yeah. those states, yeah. it's like um, there's like the death penalty for there was like the death penalty potentially for it. What? Or something. Yeah, so that it was like yeah. in a state where they had the death penalty, mm-hmm. and. Um, and it, it was like they, they made it a severe enough crime that there was the potential, not saying that this would ever happen, for that that someone that was found guilty of murdering their child through abortion would get the death penalty and be put to death. Mm. Mm. Well, I think insane. the same as like prostitution. Even if you make it illegal, it's still going to happen. Like, mm. yeah, yep. but yeah. It's like a very think, obviously like very emotional thing and like very personal thing mm. to go through an abortion, but yeah. I mean like to to me it's kind of like I mean I'm I'm pro choice like 100% etc cuz you know I you know I have known a person who who you know got pregnant at you know 15 years old uh you know very young um but you know for for her unfortunately she found out about it like too late but in case that she found out about it earlier 100 percent, you know like she you know she would probably get an abortion etc because i just don't think that you should you know be forced 
to be put through pregnancy and you know to give birth especially at at such an early age so did she um, have her baby then she did it was too she late. did oh, okay. but um it was like given away like right after it was oh, yeah, born yeah. to another family because you know like she was 16 when she gave birth to it oh, yeah. so yeah hmm. how is she now like has that had a, um, a bit of an effect on her do you think I don't, I mean, I don't talk, it was like my friend's older sister, Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't talk to my friend anymore, like, I think she's doing fine now, but it, I think it's gonna be interesting, like, you know, if when the, it was a girl, you know, when the girl grows up and, you know, she turns 18, if she decides to, like, surge up her, you know, biological mother, um, Mm. that's gonna be interesting, but I don't, I have no idea how she's doing today and, like, how it's affecting her. Mm. Yeah, I, I have a bit of a weird, it, I, I, this is one of those issues that I'm like right down the line on because I, in my head, I, I, I I'm a hundred percent like pro-life. Like I want every child that is conceived to be born and have the chance to live like a healthy life. But then at the same time, I believe in his body, it's her right to choose kind of thing. Um, and, and it's just so, it's like so conflicting in my mind because like, and, and I'm, I'm thankful that I've never had to be in that situation to make that decision. Um, mm. or have to make that choice because I think it will be impossible because if I'm not in that position and I'm already struggling to come to grips with it, <laughs> like imagine actually having to go through that. And I think that people trying to, um, put kind of rules and regulations on this kind of thing and, I think that we sh- they should everybody should just step back and just be like, look, you do what you need to do. You make the decision for you and whatever the- whatever's going on there. Mm. Um, yeah, that's my kind of take on it. it just yeah. step back and just be like, you make the decision rather than yeah. like getting involved. I'm different. Yeah, I'm like I think of it a kind of different. So I I like the whole uh, allowing choice. Like it's all up to the person. And for me, it would be. For me, it's like uh, thinking along the lines of what quality of life will the child have and Mm. along those lines, as in like I've got a – my cousin was 16 and I think she already had two children and I, from an outside point of view, seeing them grow up, believe that they've had a poorer childhood because of what – what they were born into compared to if the mum had it later on in her life. So to have that option, she obviously did have the option and she decided to go that way. But like for someone that could have been sexually assaulted and stuff like that in the American case where like she couldn't get an abortion or she gets like jailed and blah, blah, blah. I think that's like, for me, I can't even comprehend that. That would be crazy. And you would probably go further, do other things. Um, I think as adults we have to be responsible like if we're going to be sexually active um we need to be responsible and if we yeah for sure if we don't want like so my older sister I don't actually speak with her anymore her life choices don't I don't agree with um she was somebody that I would look at and uh by the age of 26 she had had seven abortions so in my head I'm thinking it's not okay. It's not okay for her to just have that option to go out and sleep with whoever, do whatever Mm. she wants and go, it's fine. I can get an abortion. I'll make the guy pay for it because he was involved in it. 
Um, whereas I'm like, if you're going to be sexually active, there is so much contraception out there. Use it. You, you want to be 16, 14, 20, 30, not ready to have kids, use contraception. Abortion is there for the right reasons, I believe. I think that it should be our choice, but don't abuse it. Mm. I agree. Yeah. Like abortion yeah. shouldn't be used as a contraception, like fuck, yeah. contraception, like <laughs> whatsoever, one hundred percent. And I also, you know, believe that you know there should also be like a limit. You know, like here it's you know the twelve weeks afterwards. It's basically impossible unless you know it puts them like the mom in danger um, to to get an abortion. Like then you just have to kind of go through with it. Um, where there, you know, also people who believe that. Even when, you know, inside, you know, the mom's stomach, whatever, like it basically looks like a, like a baby and, you know, you're at your, I don't know, seven month, you know, that abortion sh- still should be legal. Like, I definitely mm. disagree with that. Mm. Um, yeah. there's, there's obviously, there's like different types of um, reasons for abortion. There's what it's like mm. medically, um, there's, you can, in Australia, so, oh wait, I was reading an article. I can't remember. So that. if a woman's like in danger, basically. Um, medically or if if they've been sexually assaulted yeah basically it was like yeah if there's like a a health risk for the mother then it was it there was no there's a test that can be done i think it's at 20 weeks or 24 weeks or something like Mm. that a test can be done to see whether or not that child is going to be born with a disability and if the test come back positive the parents have the right to choose whether or not they want to abort but if you mm. look at pictures of a fetus at 24 weeks, mm. that is a person. Yeah, one so of my I friends had a baby at 26 weeks and he's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a friend that had a baby at 25 weeks, yeah. um, which was crazy. But like, yeah, I get that the decision's there, but they need to figure out how, I don't know, like 24 and, weeks, that's kind of scary. I'm like, yeah. I feel like to me... It depends on the disability, you know, like, is it, you know, being in a wheelchair? Because that that's still, you know, that's still a good quality of life. You know, you're you're still capable, et cetera, where, you know, you have seen cases where it's like they can't, you know, they can't speak, they can't, mm. like, move, they can't, you know, all these things. Like, that's where I'm kind of like, is that a life worth living mm-hmm. in, in a way? But yeah, that's completely, you know, oh, subjective. Wait get it wrong like Mm. i've seen cases where they're like your baby's going to be born deformed and they're not going to live you know a a couple of hours out of the womb and the child's nine running around living full quality of life Mm. so like i get i don't even know like that would be scary to think radio you know should i abort or not going with the decision no i'm not going to abort and they've still got a great quality of life because the medical profession's got that case wrong they just got it wrong because it's yeah. simple like that Still yeah happens. my mate was told yeah. his parents were told that he was going to be down syndrome because of the ratio of forehead compared to the eyes or something <laughs> along the lines of that and yeah he's not but <laughs> he's got a big um, forehead it's funny you say that because i was <laughs> but yeah they were told pa- yeah you're gonna have a down syndrome child yeah. Then you've got. Yeah, my parents were told the same, but About like, you? I just have a massive fucking forehead. Like, <laughs> your forehead's not that big, <laughs> dude. I feel like everyone thinks they have a big forehead, but nobody actually has a big forehead. Oh, just, I hate my forehead, but that's. Really, really I mean, I know some people yeah. have got big yeah. foreheads. <laughs> you guys are fine. That's actually where oh, I, I, I wear a hat. My forehead like, like starts for up here. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, Dude, I'm a solid five. four. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, a same. I'm about two ends. I'm a two, guys. No, I'm a one. I'm one. Two. I'm just one. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's got a hat. He's got a hat. But um, um. going back to what Aaron said at the very beginning, um, I like that because um. At the very, at the very least, um, you make um ha- having an abortion illegal, and um, we see what used to happen years ago before they were legal, and um, you turn to ways that are really dangerous for everyone involved. Yeah. So, at the um, I feel I have different like moral standpoint to it, um, in and like mm. legislative standpoint because I feel like legislatively the government shouldn't prescribe our morals. So, um, having mm. um the option there for for all uh, women is. Um, beneficial sure. in terms of like yeah. in, in terms of health but I would and I would like to ask yeah. why um, and I, I don't know we're kind of not on the feminist topic but I don't I wonder um, with everyone who's pro-choice I would like to ask where the um, where, is there a line and, and why do you define that as the line of life basically if you know what well, I mean should we go around and say who is and isn't just well, so we know yeah I yeah. think so mm. well uh, so so I'm I'm definitely pro-choice Wait, you said you were 100% pro-life before. That's, you said pro-life earlier. <laughs> no, no, no. So what I said was it's one of those things that I like really struggle to come to grips with because okay. I, I really love the idea of being pro-life, of, of every single child that it has yeah. been conceived having a chance at having a life because there are some people that there are some people that potentially they might have been having they might have been slated to have really bad problems but have still had amazing, incredible lives. Um, and if they had been aborted and not given the chance, then they obviously weren't given the chance. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I definitely believe I'm definitely pro-choice. I'm mm-hmm. definitely step back. I don't know. I've never been in that situation. I'm a hundred percent okay with you guys or choosing. Yeah. Okay. But it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard anyone pro-life. Mm. Yeah, no. I don't, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pro-choice. Mm. I'm, yes. like, I'm pro-choice in like, sorry, yeah. in like, I don't think, like you were saying with, I think it was your sister, Licky, like just having an abortion as a form of contraception, like that's just yeah. disgusting to me. I think it should be available to, yeah, people who need it, like where it is a life or death situation and yeah. it shouldn't be just like, oh, you know, having an abortion, <laughs> like, yeah. but yeah, it's like, I don't, yeah, because there, it's, it's a child, like it's insane to me, yeah. like how you can... Like, I personally just couldn't do it. Like, if it was my own mistake, then I would could never have an abortion. Like, if it was because if I was going to die, or the child was going to die, or if it was going to have a poor quality of life, then you know, be a different situation. But, um, because a lot of people who, yeah, the circumstances are, matter. Yeah. A lot of people who are pro life will say, but like, if it was a situation where they would die, well, I think that makes them pro choice personally. But, yeah. Mm. I don't think because I think a lot of like the conception like misconceptions about feminism is that they want women to just be able to have it because they can because it's the right to. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's what a lot of people like a lot of like feminists believe. Like I think it's like they want it to be a right for when it's needed. I think it would have to be a, a, a discussion. Like say I fell pregnant, um, I, I don't think that I would make the choice myself even if i was like i'm gonna have an abortion i would need to discuss it with my partner i don't think it's like i know i understand that it's my body and that it it does come down to what i think but i think that his opinion is going to count his opinion does matter and having the discussion about it not just like freaking out and going but it's my body and 
I'm going to have the abortion. I think mm -hmm. that the male should definitely be included in that decision regardless. I've had the talk with my missus about it, if it ever mm -hmm. did happen. And mm -hmm. we were like pretty much on the same wavelength that say it happened right now, it would probably result in an abortion just for the fact that we've both got one year left of a uni degree. It means she wouldn't be able to go on internship. She wouldn't be able to but do But it means like... you guys would have to be more cautious now. Yeah, like you're fully aware that you do not want this, this situation oh, yeah, like to arise right now. So you take a yeah, yeah. to try to make sure that it yeah, doesn't. Yeah, we don't yep. use, I mean, we do use contraception every time. What? Like mm. I don't take Woo. any, because <laughs> I don't time. want any of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. yeah, I think the people who are <laughs> hardcore pro-life need to be well, like, way more about being supportive of um, education around contraception and um, programs where adoption programs and um, counseling programs and stuff like I that. I think it's great for them. Go pro-life for yourself. You've got yourself covered. Go away from me. Like, mm. I don't need you yelling at me and carrying on. Like, it's not going to change my decision. You can. Show me all of your pictures. You can point the finger. Tell me how hot <laughs> murderer. But go deal with your own life and figure your own shit out. I don't need you screaming stuff at me. Yeah, no, hundred yeah. um, percent. So sure. back, back to Fresh's kind of question: Do you guys have? Is there being pro pro choice? Um, do you have like a, a limit? Like, uh, because this is the big thing with the abortion debate is the abortion debate is when is um when is it a life? And there's some people that say um, a year, two weeks after childbirth, you know, there's some people that say um, at childbirth when it's born, there's some people that say at 20 weeks when it looks like a baby, you know, there's some people that say um, at conception. I think if it's so still forming, if it isn't, com I understand they're not completely baked for like weeks, 38 weeks, 40 weeks, but if it's still forming and like I think that Australian laws at the moment, I think are around about 12 weeks. You have to have an abortion before that period. You have to make your decision. I'm comfortable with that. I'm also kind of comfortable with the fact that um, you get to have the, the test um, several weeks after that to, to check if the child's going to be disabled or not and make a decision from, from there whether or not to abort. Um, I'm comfortable with how our laws are at the moment. In saying that, I've got no idea what size, like what ratio a 12-week-old baby would look like. Mm. Um, but I'm assuming that the scientists have a great idea and that they're not actually, you know, they're, they're not leading me astray too much. Yeah, so <laughs> I think that the 12-week thing is like um, when, when the doctors can be fairly certain that you've gotten past like any real complications with the childbirth in terms of like will it develop to like about, yeah about 30 percent of that 30 percent of pregnancies will have like a natural termination before 12 weeks basically so mm. it's yeah, pretty early like that. yeah yeah so that that's yeah, why that's sense. why there's that 12 week rule of like most people don't mm. share that they're pregnant until after that 12 week mark yeah, yeah. 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 it's its stamp of approval What's hard with the yeah. 12 weeks is sometimes people don't realize they're pregnant until after then. Yeah. Like, and they've been drinking. That's like and... specific situations, but it, it happens pretty, you know, A friend of mine often. And I said, well, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened? And she said, a 15-year-old girl came in with appendicitis and she was waiting on the doctor and 
walked out with a baby still attached and her mother was like what the fuck have you done (laughs) oh wow like i didn't know and i said to her did she look like she was pregnant when she came in she said nope little skinny girl couldn't tell like you're kind of screwed if your baby's coming out at nine months and you had no idea that's crazy yeah for sure like there are definitely you know those cases but i also feel like um I don't know, like, the, there is that one girl, you know, the, the girl I talked about where it was, you know, it was, it was it, I don't know how much, you know, past the 12 months. And, you know, they, they called, you know, every single clinic, etc. like, hey, can you, you know, can you perform an, an abortion? And, you know, they just, you know, they, they, everyone said no. And I would absolutely hate to be in that situation, but also see that, you know, the whole kind of, um, like, 12 week thing, like, there has to be a limit in in a way so you know the scientists or whatever have concluded okay you know at, at 12 weeks you know afterwards it it starts to look like an actual baby yeah yeah mm. yeah I'm, I'm down for that i'm down for like someone in the medical profession or whatever yeah. to be like okay this is where it like uh, i don't know i think i i kind of like differ i think maybe i'm i'm of the thought that if that baby can be born and potentially survive without the mother then it's not okay for it to be aborted um because <clears throat> because then it, it it gets to this point and i i think that i think there's there's uh, i don't know the youngest that a baby's ever been born um but i remember that it's like extremely young like that you would think that it probably wouldn't be able to survive outside of the womb but that they they mm. did they didn't induce childbirth because of some reason or another and the child was managed to be brought to like full term and development um or like um and and survived without the mother's um thing and it was actually way younger than you would think and i think yeah. that i think that if that if that baby can be born and that mother is like mm, i want to abort it you know then I think that that mother doesn't have a choice to kill that baby once it can potentially survive without. Yeah, I've had like this conversation with my parents and they're both very Christian and they've both said as soon as um, like, well, their viewpoint is as soon as, you know, the egg and the sperm do their thing, it's a life. It's not a child, but it's a life. Mm. <laughs> yep. that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. <clears throat> Well, hold on. You're muted, Wait, Aaron. Aaron. What's you're up? Muted. You're muted. Sorry, forgot about push talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, they believe it's a life. It's not a child, but it's a life, and mm. it shouldn't be, you know, like taken away. My mm. mum's like that. My mum's like no to abortions. She only had four kids. Thank gosh. My mum's mum uh, is one of. Uh, sorry, my mum is one of eighteen children. Um, oh my god. A lot, but back in the day, they didn't have the choice. Of no, a, to abortion. It, it was backyard abortion. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and stuff like that. So, I mean, would you prefer to have a child and a, adopt it out, or go through absolute hell back then? Mm. Like, I'd be so, having the baby. Personally, um, I I'm uh pro life because I think um similar to what you're saying with um I think the most consistent way we can define where life starts is when that new DNA is formed. And I'm personally against taking life. So um, I find it like it's really important for me to be morally consistent across all areas of my life. I wouldn't take a three-year-old's life. I feel like I shouldn't take a, a fetus's life either. That's why I'm a bloody vegetarian, which really sucks now. But um, 
so but like i said before i'm i'm for the against like legislating against it because um at the very least if someone wants to have an abortion they're going to do it in some way um so uh, like i see problems with the arguments about if it's if it can live outside of the womb because um there's a lot of babies that are born that can't live outside the womb so um and different countries would have to prescribe different personhood at different like uh dates i guess because like we can we can have a baby survive in australia pretty well but I don't know, in a, in a yeah. developing country, yeah, it'd be developing country. Yeah, yeah, it'd be different. And yeah, I wouldn't like to say that life should be different in different where if you're born in different areas of the world. So I find that the most consistent way to say this is where life starts is here when yeah. when you create this DNA. Um, I, and I suppose that, that that kind of speaks to my point of view a little bit there as well, Fresh. That I I, I am I am pro life, you know, but at the same time I'm pro choice. Yeah, what I think you can be situation though. Let's yeah, I think say, you can be like morally baby. different. How Sorry, was that? How would you feel about that if it was a rape baby? Oh yeah, no, that's different. And and all and like that's a terrible word, and, but like that's um, but I mean, there's there's also I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to force someone to live through the trauma of carrying a rape baby, um, which is why legislatively again so I'm pro-choice. But um, understand that the choices have to be made whether they're hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, hard I've also met. It's hard to hard to decide though before someone's alive because I've met people who are like inspirational, beautiful people who have been rape babies and they've got an amazing life and they've helped like yeah. hundreds and hundreds of people. So it's hard for me to then say you should kill all rape babies as well. Um, I, I definitely, I, I think where it's, um, I think in general it's it's kind of like from, it's like if if we look at it just like overall, you know, like you, you can give birth, birth to a baby and if you can't take care of it, you know, you can give it to someone who is able to take yeah. care of it. So no matter the circumstances, that baby can, you know, live out a great life, etc. But mm. I think when you're the person carrying the baby, you have mm. to look at it in a very different way. Because, you mm. know, like, personally, like, I don't even know if I, you know, like, want to have a child whatsoever. I mean, I'm only 18. I don't even have to think about that yet, you know? But just, like, those nine months, like... I don't know, just hearing about, you know, seeing it, et cetera. Like, it just sounds horrible. And I don't feel like anyone, you know, (laughs) no, like, I don't, I don't feel like, um, you can, you know, before those 12 weeks, personally, I don't feel like you can force anyone to carry that baby. Like, that's just Mm. how I personally feel. But in like if we're talking like kind of a moral aspect with the whole like life thing and giving everyone the chance to to live out their lives 100% like you should give birth to every ba- every baby but when you're talking about a a kind of like individual who feels a certain way I also feel like that should be respected Mm, yeah. It's not an easy choice, regardless. It should yeah. not. No, no, well, no. I mean, to to a majority of women, it's not an easy choice, regardless. Yeah, yeah. I'm in my thirties, and I don't want kids at all. Mm. So I know, like, to take cautions, like, because the last thing I want to do is end up in a clinic going, "I'm here for an abortion." Like, that would be heartbreaking and horrible on its own. But I make sure that I'm not going to put myself in that position either. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I've got a bit of an interesting um, conversation around the abortion topic. It's not quite on the abortion topic. Since we're talking about feminism and the equality of the male and female. Uh, We've only got eight minutes, by the way, before we hit two hours. Yes, yeah, that's cool. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, um, so 
the uh, quite a lot of people and and i've seen it in the chat a couple of times say all right so like abortion uh no right the man the male of that relationship or the, the male that conceived it has no right to have a say in the choice of the woman because it is her body and it affects her way way more than it affects him um but then at the same time um the laws in australia at the moment um in terms of um like child support and stuff like that are very much that if a child is born you and you're the your name the father you and you are the father like dna tests or whatever like that then you have a responsibility to provide child support and um reparations to the mother and whatever for a certain amount of time or whatever um therefore and and my my take on it is that an abortion or a non-abortion a choice to not abort a child actually has impact on the male maybe not as much but it does have some sort of impact on the on the male and um what 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 do you guys think about that should should a man he's like no i'm not ready to have this child and she's like i'm having this baby with or without you Mm. has the baby and now he's suddenly responsible for it i that's why i think that there should be the open discussion i know that there's plenty of women that would use it against men which does not sit well with me i do not think that it's right and that's mm. why I think that the man should be involved in the decision, whether it's the, they have to sign a piece of paper to agree to abort the baby or to, I don't know, just they need to have that discussion because I don't think that it's fair for the man at all to have to turn around for 18 years and pay child support or however long it is, even though his decision was, I want to abort the baby or if it's vice versa, if she aborts the baby and he's like, I was totally ready to be a single dad. Yeah, yeah, I guess, like, in response to that, like, when you have sex, like, 99% of people know that a baby can come from that. Yeah. And, like, a, a I don't know if that's 99%. That. I feel like. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. For, like, people, we'll say over the age of 18, you'd hope. No, like, I don't think so. I, I think that there needs to be way more I mean, education I, I think, around it. I think it's mm, but anyway, yeah. let, let us finish your point. But, yeah, sorry, sorry. We'll say, yeah. we'll say the majority. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Okay. So, I, men I, I, would yeah. know that, like, se- like a baby can come from sex. Yes. And yeah, I think it is again like case by case type thing. Well, I would believe anyway. But yeah, if yeah, if the uh, yeah, I'm like on the fence. Like, if the male is not going to be there, like, and the woman knows that, she, it's yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah, I that's, actually. Yeah. To, have to a me, very good story about this. So my brother, who's 40, uh, yeah. he's a half-brother, got a text message and it was a photo of the baby, like the uh, ultrasound, and she used the sperm and eggs without him knowing. It uh, wasn't legal and she got pregnant and sent him a photo and said, oh, just let you know, blah, blah, blah. She didn't go on the lines of, like, you have to help me out now. She was the other option. How did she get his sperm? They froze it beforehand. So they were going out for, like, six years, seven years. Oh, gosh. That's actually... Wow. While he was asleep. And so, sorry, what did she do? She said, like, you have to support this? No, No, she was the opposite. She said, do you want to be a part of it, blah, blah, blah. And my, I was actually on schoolies when this happened and he told me and he was like t- taken back by it. And he was like, I don't know what wow. I'm going to do. He it's decided he, he decided he wanted to be a part of it. And now it's like his whole life, like mm. really happy. He never got with her, 
and that was like one thing he made really clear that like completely blindsided i have your sperm and now i'm impregnated but you're saying he never got with her as in they never had sex is that oh, what you no, said? no, no, no. Oh, okay. No, like, he's not with her now. Like, oh, man. Oh, like, they're not together. Oh, yeah, he okay, made okay. It, he made it pretty like obvious they froze that he didn't yeah, want okay. that, like, Obviously, relationship that they wow. did have. That's hectic. He was but, entitled yeah. to that discussion, though. Like, yeah, yeah no. Yeah. We have, I have your well, frozen sperm. Is it okay if so I use it? I've had this discussion with a couple of people before, and, and my kind of, like, general take on it is that if, if uh, um because because i do believe that it's your body and i think it should be your right first and foremost as a woman to make that decision on because it has a greater there's a greater health impact like the financial impact to the guys it's it's definitely it could be taxing you know and, and but it's not it's not as much as the physical impact that it can have on a, on a female's body and the interruption of her life and stuff like that therefore i totally am for the woman's right to choose however i think it should be there should be a choice for the man as well it should yeah. be i i i and then the woman can make a more informed decision being like okay so i can ha- i can choose to have this baby however the guy that i that is the father has said that he does not want the baby therefore if i have it i cannot 100 percent count on him supporting this baby yeah. um but and and so then you, you can the woman can make a more informed decision about what her life's going to be like you know like if she talks to her talks to the guy and the guy's like actually i'm down for this baby like um it's your choice it's your right to choose but i'm i'm going to that support situation it. together and i think mm. that having the open discussion like whether one's like yes and the other's like no um putting out the pros and cons can definitely persuade somebody or sway somebody away from yeah. you know they it can change people's minds so I think that, um, yeah, sitting down and having that discussion will help you both make the decision together. Well, you'd hope so. Yeah, <laughs> unless they're crazy. But, definitely be included. Don't freeze sperm yeah. with a crazy person. Um, we should get what Cynthia had to say and then um, wrap up. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think it's a very different situation compared to, like, if we say, like, if the guy, you know, wanted you know her to have an abortion or if the guy you know wanted her to keep the baby it's like of course you should ha- you should have that kind of discussion but i feel like i i don't know for for some reason i feel like it's it's a much different situation if this guy like really like really really wants the baby and the woman does not because again you know it's it's still this entire of course abortions are very um you know like uh like for also like the mental and physical health etc is also very serious but you know carrying a baby that you essentially do not want i feel like that's a lot different in a way um Mm. but you know you'd hope that you know between the two people you could come to a kind of conclusion in a way yeah or like find the middle ground yeah and i'm not saying that the man should have the say over that and be like well i want you to keep the baby keep the baby i think that it should definitely be the woman's right to choose but that that she should that the man should have the choice to opt in to support the child or opt out to, of supporting the child but at the at moment that's a bit hectic though decision does it get yeah. hectic because oh, like, yeah because like no, no, because uh, what i'm saying what i'm saying is that you've got you've got right now in australia you and i'm all leaning from this feminism topic that we're talking about the equality all right mm. which is what we're going for here yeah you have in this situation Everybody always talks about the female side of things. Is it is a woman's right to choose? All right. Yeah. But there's no discussion of the fact that that woman is not only deciding for her, she's also deciding for the man. 
he doesn't have a say at the moment. He has no say, even yeah. though he is fifty percent responsible for the conception of that child. Yeah, except he has a say in in like I feel like if you if you feel like you're mature enough to have sex and not do it with contraception or, or like whatever, um, like you you have, then have a responsibility, even if the girl like it's it's on her to choose to have a baby for a reason yeah yeah pay attention like if you're if you're not well educated on it um you know you shouldn't you shouldn't be having so yeah so if you if you if you've created a baby i feel like it's your responsibility to then make sure that baby has a decent life yes but then at the same time if you apply that logic to the abortion topic it doesn't fly people are always like no 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 you're not allowed to say a woman has a right to choose yeah okay yeah. i mean yeah I'm, so, I'm, 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 saying, I'm, ta- I'm talking from that feminism equality thing where it's like mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're saying you're setting one standard for um a, a woman in this scenario and then but then if you try to apply that standard to the male in the scenario the instant takeaway is oh no 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 you made that decision when you decided to have sex well yeah i mean yeah. i'm 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 of the opinion for both i guess i'm like no, no yeah i know but i know i know you're being morally consistent and, and yes but there's a lot of people that are not morally okay and they yeah. say and they are not then they, they would never apply that argument to the woman they would never say like like you've said you're pro-life you know they would never say oh well she made the choice to have sex but they always say it with the man in that situation i think that to create equality in this scenario i think that the male should have a choice whether or not to opt in to support the child or not and if he opts out it doesn't mean necessarily that he can't support the child if he wants to but it's just saying to that woman who's making that decision, hey, like make the decision, but just so you know, if you do choose to keep this child, I'm going to be there to support it or yeah, I'm not. Sense. And I think it, I think that should be in legislation as well because I, I it's not at the moment and it, men are forced to support every single child that a woman decides to keep. Mm. All right. Well, guys, yeah. spirited, robust discussion. Um, I feel like we should um, individually sign off and we get, we're at hit the two-hour mark. It's been lovely to have you all talking about feminism. I feel like we hit most of our uh, main topics and hit, hit yeah, heaps no. along the way. Um, shall we start? Uh, who do we introduce? Cinti, we introduce you first. Would you like to shout out your channel? Tell us where you're from. When do you stream? What's going on with you? Well, uh, as you can see, I'm called Cintimas on Twitch. And as I said in the beginning, I stream. Right now, I stream just chatting and Minecraft uh, where I have my little uh, kind of thing going on every uh, every now and then I switch it up with a little, like a music stream or some League of Legends and and stuff like that. But that's like those two uh, categories are mainly what I stream. I I try to stream um, three to four times a week right now, but I don't really have a set schedule because right now you I guess if we're talking American school system whatever I'd be a senior in high school and therefore it depends a lot of time like when do I have time um, throughout the week. And uh, yeah, I think that's really about it. I'm I'm from Denmark, and uh, yeah, nice. Uh, Greavesy. Uh, yeah, I stream whenever I have time. Really, um, just like play shooter games like COD and Fortnite. So that's pretty much it. Awesome, uh, Aaron. <laughs> uh, I'm the black sheep here. I don't stream, but uh, <laughs> but um, I'm. Doing design at the moment. Um, I'm using Instagram a lot. Uh, I use that for my design work. Um, that's about it. Awesome. And uh, yeah, Licky. Um, so 
I am a streamer, but I haven't streamed in a while. I plan on making a comeback very soon. Um, but I'm constantly lurking in everybody, uh, in everybody's streams. So you can find me Wokes and in Freshers. I'm always about. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, hoping to make a comeback soon though. Awesome. Good. And Woke. And uh, obviously, I'm Mr. Woke TV. You can catch me TV on Twitch. Uh, I play quite a bit of Fortnite, but um, I'm probably going to be getting into some new games soon. I keep meaning to go to the shops and pick up Borderlands, but I just haven't got around to it yet. Destiny's coming out soon, which I'm super, super keen for. But uh, yeah, feel free to head over to my channel. I'll probably be streaming after this some, some cheeky Fortnite. So uh, yeah, come over and say hi. Maybe we'll have some shenanigans together. Nice, nice. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hey, and you're nice. on. Uh... I am. I am quite cute. What can I say? <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, nobody go to his channel. No, I'm just um... and, uh, and, and fresh. What about you're, you? Know? Yeah, you're on my channel. Um, Tushar TV slash Fresh Blaze Live. You can find the podcast offline. Literally, just search the Freshly Awakened podcast on like any podcast platform: Apple, Google spotify and you'll find it there so feel free to hit that up um i'm doing charity stuff until the end of the month stream for starlight um we're gonna hit if we hit 1000 i'm gonna do another twitch sings stream so please Ooh, oh everyone my God, please yes hit the thousand that was the best thing i ever seen yes I've yeah, contributed. See? yeah good contribute everyone maybe cinte will sing a duet with me cinte record a Ooh. duet oh, hell, <laughs> twitch yeah, sings dude. it twitch sings it <laughs> uh, if it if it happens i'll 100 percent record yes do it work yes yeah, record you. Yeah, but thanks so much, chat, everyone, for being here. Um, we do this every second Sunday, and we'll see you in all of our streams. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Bye bye.